Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kiro Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get started, don't forget to like this video and do subscribe to the channel. And don't forget to hit that notification bell just beside the subscribe button so that YouTube will let you know when the next episode of the Thai Expat Daily Show gets updated. Now, If you like listening to us on a podcast player, just look down below in the description and you will find a link that will take you to a vast array of podcast players where the show is hosted. And finally, if you like the show, if you want to support the show, you can do so by looking down in the description. Find the link for buymeacoffee.com and through that you can donate to the show. And thank you very much to the gentleman who did donate three coffees over the weekend. Thank you very much, and it is very much appreciated. So now that's all done and dusted, we're just going to jump into the top four stories doing the rounds here in Thailand. Nothing earth-shattering apart from the usual politics here in Thailand, but we'll get into that in the next story. So according to the Tourist Authority of Thailand, long holiday could bring 2.2 billion baht to Phuket. The long holiday at the end of the month is expected to generate more than 2 billion baht in tourism revenue for Phuket, according to the local office of the Tourism Authority of Thailand. From Friday to Sunday, the TAT projects 234,000 people will visit the southern resort island and generate about 2.2 billion baht, said Lerchai Wang Takuldi, the director of the office. Phuket has 1,890 hotels with 101,556,000 rooms. Hotel occupancy was currently at 65%, with the average stay 1.7 days per visitor, he said on Tuesday. Now, the caretaker cabinet on Tuesday declared Monday the 31st a special government holiday, creating a six-day vacation period from July 28 to August 2nd to spur travel and help the economy. July 28 is His Majesty the King's birthday, August 1 is a Sanabuka day, and August 2nd is the beginning of Buddhist Lent, all government holidays. The extra days make it an uninterrupted six-day weekend for government employees. So well done to those very hard-working government employees for getting a six-day holiday, while the rest of the country and people who work in these hospitality businesses don't get any of these holidays. They don't even get them back, you know, later on and can use them if they have to work on them. The only people that seem to be able to use these holidays and get these holidays are government workers. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think they need to be getting all these holidays. I'm not convinced that this kind of six-day holiday is productive for the country. In other words, government offices are going to be closed for six days. How can a country function like that? I mean, they're in the middle of what we call kind of an economic, a political polarization at the moment in terms of we don't have a government. We have a caretaker government that can't actually do anything because they're only a caretaker government. They can't make policy. uh, They can't implement budgets. They can't do anything, but they feel fit to implement a six-day holiday and yet again as i said the average joe soap on the road doesn't get any of these holidays apart from the king's birthday on the 28th i think it is but that's really it but again i just you know the the thinking behind it and the figures that tat throw out i mean they somehow predicted there's going to be 234,035 people right down to 35 people visiting phuket it's pretty impressive work But nevertheless, I hope the government workers have a great time during their six-day weekend while the rest of the population are hard at work trying to keep the economy going. Nevertheless, we'll move on to the next story of the day. Parliament vote for PM has been postponed indefinitely. 
Now, this is another twist to the mighty tale of who will be the next Prime Minister. Parliament President Wan Muhammad Noor Mata has indefinitely postponed Thursday's planned joint sitting to vote for a new Prime Minister pending a constitutional court ruling on the rejected renomination of Move Forward Party leader Peter Limjanarat. Mr. Wan said on Tuesday that he made the decision after consulting with legal officials of the House of Representatives and his advisers. They were of the view that if the prime ministerial vote went ahead on Thursday, it could potentially lead to problems when the constitutional court makes its ruling afterwards, the House Speaker said. With Thursday's meeting postponed, Wednesday's planned meeting of whips from the coalition allies, other political parties and senators was now unnecessary, he said. Another reason for delaying the joint sitting was that many elected MPs and senators were worried that they would not be able to attend ceremonies to celebrate His Majesty the King's birthday in their respective provinces on Friday if the sitting was prolonged, Mr. Wan said. The joint sitting for a prime ministerial vote could be put back on the parliamentary agenda after the court's ruling. The parliament president earlier set Thursday for elected representatives and appointed senators to vote again for a new prime minister, possibly from Puatai, the second largest party in the same alliance led by Mr. Peter's MFP. MFP has agreed to let Puatai take the lead in nominating a prime ministerial candidate and forming a government. It also faces a challenge because many parties outside the coalition bloc disapprove of MFP political platform and plan to revise section 112 of the criminal code, that's the less majestic law. The eight parties of the coalition were scheduled to meet on Tuesday afternoon to hear a progress record from Puatai, but the meeting was cancelled at the last minute, with Puatai conceding it had little progress to report so far. Meanwhile, MFT insists it will continue its efforts to have Mr. Peter installed as Prime Minister. Mr. Peter failed to win a majority vote from both houses to become the new Prime Minister on July 13th. Now, Mr. Peter was renominated to a joint sitting on July 19th, but the Parliament rejected it on procedural grounds. Opponents argued it was a violation of Parliamentary Regulation 41, which prohibits the resumption of a failed motion during the same parliamentary session. Mr. Peter's supporters and many academics, and actually they have something like 100 legal scholars now, have disagreed with the Parliament's resolution and asked the Constitutional Court to rule on the legality of Mr. Peter's renomination for Prime Minister. So, actually, what happened here was that the MFT filed a complaint with the Ombudsman here in Thailand and they actually agreed that this was incorrect according to their deduction and now they have sent it to the Constitutional Court for a ruling from them. I think it's something that the um, Speaker of the House, Wan Mata, should have done himself rather than let them debate about it and vote whether they would allow him to be even renominated. And I think this is partly the problem. Of course, now what has happened is now that that's gone to the court, they're going to wait for the Constitutional Court to make a a ruling on it. So this could drag on for weeks and weeks and weeks, who knows. Now, in relation to the forming of a coalition and the nomination of the next Prime Minister, Puatai have been meeting with everybody under the sun, all their arch enemies, to try somehow squeeze their way into power. It doesn't they seem to not care who they who they form a government with. They're talking with Prawit, you know, the guy, the general as part of the coup who seems to be asleep most of the time. They're talking with Bumjai Tai with Anatan Sharvakul, which is another interesting one because he said he would vote for MFP move forward party if they drop the less majeste but now he's saying even if they drop it well he's not going to vote for them because well we differ on many things so i, I wouldn't do that even after i said it Puatai did did say before the election and 
you know, as part of their manifesto, that they would not go into government with anybody who who was part of the coup back in 2014. So you think that would basically mean he wouldn't get in bed with the PPRP, but he seems to be talking with them. Uh, he, they claimed after their talk that their leader, which is uh, Prawit, uh, that he would not take up a ministerial position if they did form a block together and went into government together. But then he's come out and said, well, no, I, I never said that. I'd be happy to take a ministerial spot. I think that would be a, a bad look for Puatai to have this guy as a minister. Nevertheless, it's all such a mess. I've never seen anything so disorganized. But of course, if you've lived here in Thailand, you probably think to yourself, well, it looks pretty normal and how things get done around here. The main takeaway from all of this is that the senators and the junta guys, they just don't want the Move Forward Party in. Now, you can say it's about the less majeste law, but I think it's a lot deeper than that. I think they want to amend the army and their powers. They want to amend the constitution, by the way, which is something Puatai also want to do is amend the constitution. So we'll see how that goes down as well. There's lots of things, but it's a lot deeper than the 112. They just don't want a progressive party who are going to go after corruption, who are going to go after, you know, the people have made this country into the state it has become over the last eight or nine years, especially economically, which, I mean, the country is not in good standing at the moment. And the longer this drags out, the worse things are going to get. I do hope for Thailand's sake, we have a resolution to all of this, but a resolution that will, I think, keep people mainly happy because the last thing you want is protests. The last thing you want is violence on the streets. And if they go too fast, and picking people that they certainly should not be aligned with. Uh, I think we may see that. Apparently there was a psychic, a very famous psychic here in Thailand, has predicted that we are going to have lots of violence in August. It's going to be a very dangerous place in Thailand and people should be very weary, apparently. that. And also there's going to be some kind of killer virus as well. That was a Thai psychic who's very famous here in Thailand said so. But nevertheless, we're going to move on to the next story. And uh, this is the usual stuff that happens in Thailand, but you'll laugh anyway. Senior police in hot water after raid on illegal pubs. Ratchaburi Provincial Police have launched a probe into five senior officers at Bangpong Police Station following a raid on two unlicensed pubs where 77 customers tested positive for drugs earlier on Saturday morning. Police Major General Rajapurong, commander of the Ratchaburi Provincial Police, on Saturday said the raid was carried out by a special unit of the Department of Provincial Administration at two pub, Highlight Bangpong and Arena Bangpong in the district's Tambon Pakret about at about 1.30 a.m. Both pubs are owned by Tanawat Vichitakul, 30, who was arrested. The DPA unit conducted the raid with officials from the Department of Juvenile Observation and Protection after a tip-off that the pubs allowed customers under 20 to enter the premises, stayed open until dawn, and had a connection with illicit drugs. During the raid, officers found a handful of illicit drugs, mostly ketamine and two firearms. There were 400 customers in total, of whom 77, 31 men and 46 women tested positive for drug use. In addition, four pub customers were identified as being underage, police said. The special DPA unit has handed Mr. Tawat over to Bampong Police for legal action. Currently, the pub owners faces four charges, including running to pubs without a license, selling alcohol, drinks beyond the legal limit at midnight selling alcoholic beverage to customers under 20 and allowing illicit drugs and weapons on the premises police general watcher apong said a panel chaired by deputy provincial police chief asaifa was set up to probe the case the five senior police officers uh, they're all named and the names mean nothing to any of us uh, they will be actually investigated police will also press charges against 77 uh, pub goers who tested positive for drug use and will investigate the source of the narcotic now the five police officers that are actually 
being probed are the ones that basically have been in charge of this police station and have allowed this to happen underneath their noses. I mean, two pubs fairly well known in it, are completely illegal and uh, open all night. So that's the way. But it, you know what? This is very common in Thailand. I think there's this kind of selective prosecution and raids of places because I think most of us, I mean, if you walk down to, let's say, Patong at the moment, I went down Bangla Road, I mean, the pub's meant to close at one, right? I mean, if you go down three or four in the morning, they're still open and they're still serving. So, I mean, it is a very selective approach to things that they do here. And I guess it's to do with the envelopes and who you pay or who you haven't paid that will decide whether you get raided or not. And finally, Aussie MP cautious over Phuket's cannabis state. A member of parliament of the Australian state of Victoria voiced his concerns over a lack of awareness regarding the laws regulating the use of cannabis and how the availability of marijuana on the island may land tourists, especially Australians, in trouble. Wayne Farnham, state member for Narakan and also parliamentary secretary of the leader of the opposition in Victoria, is in Phuket to observe the state of the island's cannabis industry and its effects. The Victorian Parliament look like it's going to introduce a bill to legalise the consumption of cannabis in Victoria, a bill that will put forward by the Cannabis Party, Mr. Farnham explained. Mr. Farnham made his position clear on decriminalising marijuana. On a personal level, I am against the blanket legalisation of cannabis in Victoria. I am not against cannabis use prescribed by medical officials. I've been coming to Phuket since 2009, and in this time I have seen many changes on the island, but I was very curious as to why the change of heart on the consumption of drugs in Thailand, when previously it was such a very strict country when it came to the consumption of drugs in this country, Mr. Farnham told the Phuket News. I was also curious to see how it had affected the tourism industry in Phuket and the general attitude of the tourists in the country to the legalisation of cannabis. Since his arrival in Phuket, Mr. Farnham has met with the Australian Consul, General, Police Officials and Health Officials. I have also spoken with many tourists on the island and have received some very interesting feedback. It is clear to me that from the start of the legalisation of cannabis was more intended for medical use only, a tradition that health officials told me was around 100 years ago and it was a forgotten practice, a practice that could really help those suffering from pain with terminal illness. In conversations with the local police, it seems as though the laws around cannabis have not been finalised yet. Although there are laws around the consumption of cannabis, basically only in your own home, and the selling of cannabis, it seems at the moment they seem like guidelines rather than the law, he noted. Well, he think he's very correct on that. The ubiquity of cannabis stores and cafes across the island and the casual attitude by tourists who think smoking marijuana in public is legal are two key concerns. I have not noticed on any store a sign that states do not consume cannabis in the street and I have witnessed many tourists smoking as they are walking around. I feel more education for tourists needs to happen so they understand it is not a wild west of consumption, Mr. Farnham said. In my conversation with tourists they say things like, how good is this? We could smoke weed on the street. When I tell them that it is illegal to do that, they are generally shocked and often comment, no, it's legal here, it's okay. I feel more education of tourists needs to happen before someone lands themselves in jail and then has the nightmare of getting out. Mr. Farmer noted that in his conversations with cannabis vendors and local Thai residents, it is very clear to me that the average person is not really in favour of the practice smoking marijuana, but nearly all agree on the use of cannabis for medicinal purposes. I feel it is too early to tell if the addiction to cannabis has an impact on the local community, and I will be watching the data carefully on that. And I think he's kind of right. And we've spoken about this a lot on this show. And I I think the overall sentiment is in Thailand is that, yes, this wild, wild west attitude towards cannabis, the smoking of it, 
and the free selling of it is not what they wanted or expected. I think people were happy to say yes for cannabis for medicinal use, but not in what's gone on here. But And he is also makes it right. There is no laws. They are all guidelines. They say it's illegal for people to walk around on the street. Technically, well, it kind of is and it kind of isn't. The law is so vague that it is up for, well, let's say, interpretation or misinterpretation if you're a policeman and deciding whether you're going to prosecute a foreigner or not. And I think when you see the likes of Puatai and the Move Forward Party in their election manifesto, they discussed about getting rid of this free-for-all that you see at the moment and having it strictly for medicinal use. I'm kind of siding on the medicinal use only because... I, I do think that if they're going to sell it the way they are in an open way, there have to be rules and regulations behind it. And there is no rules and regulations. The rules and regulations seem to be just kind of amongst vendors rather than a national guideline or a national law on how things are meant to be done. But this is over a year ago and they still have not managed to put together a set of laws and regulations in relation to marijuana, which I find amazing to think that they couldn't have done anything, that they introduced all this and decriminalized marijuana without having any proper laws. But of course, as you and I know, this is the way things get done over here in Thailand. There's no attention to any form of detail when they do things. And this is at the highest level of government. And I think you can see why that people do want to change in terms of who is representing them in government, who's running the country, because the people that are doing it right now seem to be rather incompetent. And unfortunately, when you, you see this Australian um, member of parliament here, what he says is, and his observations are bang on. People generally think they can just do whatever they want in relation to smoking marijuana. They can do it on the street. They think it's all okay, but it is technically, well, kind of illegal and up to interpretation whether it is or not. But you know, I think it's the smell, by the way. You can be prosecuted for the smell because they haven't drafted actually any laws in relation to it. But yeah, there you go. I mean, a member of parliament from another country comes over and within a few days he can tell you that, yeah, the laws don't exist. Even the police say that it's just so vague and there's no, you know, it's only just guidelines. And I think that says a lot about what has gone on, what the Bumjai Thai party, by the way, Anathan Sharvakul, who is the Minister of Public Health, he's the one who brought all this in. And he should be the one to be held accountable for that state that the whole industry is in at the moment. I do hope that a party gets in and decides, let's put together a set of rules, regulations, laws in relation to this, because otherwise it's going to be exactly as it is right now, just a free for all. But that is it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to tune in again with us in the next couple of days. I think we might have a show tomorrow. Things are heating up in terms of what's going on in this country, in terms of will we ever get a prime minister in an actual government, but we will bring you the news as we get it here. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and have a great day. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show and we will see you next time.